0: Yesterday, joke. <laughs> okay, Yesterday from our accountability meeting with Pastor Danny, on our way home, there was this lady driving a Mercedes-Benz and she stopped on a red light and she started to fix her makeup. And, you know, you ladies, when you fix your makeup, you forget everything around you and you're focused on fixing your, you know, your makeup. So this lady was focused fixing her makeup and the light started to turn green. She's still fixing her makeup. I said, "What the hell?" <laughs> and then the light turned red again. She was still fixing her makeup. I started to get mad. I started to get so upset that I started I told my wife to roll up the, the windows of the car so that she won't hear me, and I started to yell, I started to curse her, I started to, you know, and then the light turned green, and then a a policeman stopped me. He said, sir, license and registration, please. So I gave gave my license, and I gave my registration. So he said, don't leave, stay there. Okay, and then my wife said, cool, cool. Christ-likeness, (laughs) Christ-likeness. Okay, so the policeman went back to, her, to his patrol car, and after about five minutes, he said, just wait. We stayed there for 15 long minutes. I said, what the heck? Okay, so when the policeman came back, he said, you can now go. I said, that's it? What's wrong, what have I done? Oh, sir, we were just trying to validate. I think we were thinking that your car is a stolen car, Because, you know, uh, the sticker that you have in the bumper does not match with what you were doing inside the car. Christ-likeness needs some evidence. Of course, it it didn't happen. I just fabricated it last night. Because I know you guys will look for some jokes. So, So, you know, Christ-likeness needs some form of evidence. And sad to say, there are a lot of bumper stickers at the back of the cars with the fish symbol like this one. Nakakahiya, may CCF po, din, Or follow me in church. Or I'm a radical Christian. And yet their lives doesn't show. Why are you so quiet? Earlier you were laughing when I was talking about what the heck and all of a sudden. Kept so quiet. I'm glad it's not in CCF. In other churches, that's what they do. Mm-hmm. Amen? Amen? Okay. So this morning, uh, we will talk about Christ likeness. Are you enjoying the topic on Christ likeness? Yes. Okay. Now, I have a gift card here for Cold Stone. I'd like to get a volunteer. <laughs> I'd like to get a volunteer. Okay. Who can summarize what is discipleship in CCF lingo? How much? Secret. Any volunteer? Okay. Come here. Sige na, kasama ka sa preaching eh. ka sa taas. Tundali. Wala sound. Try the other one. yes pastor selfless humility to the point of death what else (laughs) Philippians 2, 3, 2, 8 okay residing Okay, what is discipleship in CCF lingo? Christ likeness. Okay. Discipleship is what? Christ likeness. Christ likeness, and what else? Considering others' interest before your interest. Okay. What else? Lifeline? Lifeline? Lifeline. <laughs> Se- uh, uh, unselfish and humble. Okay. Actually Alamila and but I, I think it's since it's impromptu. I think it's you know, sometimes it's difficult when you're impromptu. But we'll give them the gift card. Yes. <clears throat> okay. So Christ life or discipleship is actually a lifelong process. It is a process wherein a disciple grows in faith towards Christ-likeness, resulting in what? Spiritual multiplication for the glory of God. Okay, for the past few Sundays, we have been talking about the acrostics of Christ. Now, I have another gift card that you can claim for my wife later. Okay? It's more expensive. Okay, this is a gift card from Outbox. Outbox, ba? Okay, I need a volunteer. (laughs) I just feel like blessing somebody this morning. Okay, I'd like a volunteer who can summarize to me what the CHRI mean and give a little explanation. Just a minute, one minute Sharing or summary only. Any volunteer? Can I have the gift card, love? Okay. Any volunteer? See George. Come on, give it a try. Okay. Any volunteer? <laughs> Pang-dinner ito mamaya. Okay? Wala. Any volunteer? George? George. Uh, C stands for conquest over sin and trials. Okay. Hope, not despair. Rejoicing, not defeated. Inspiration, not discouragement. Success, not wasted life. Oh, wala pa tayo riyan. Uh, hey, sinabi ko lang ngayon. Advance, uh, advance. And the T is stands for thank thankfulness, not grumbling. Oh, oh, <laughs> 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 Patay ako rito. But anyway, I wanted to bless George. Wow. Thank you, Pastor. <laughs> <laughs> Yan ata yung pinangkain nami kagabi eh. <laughs> Okay. So for the past few Sundays, we've been discussing about Christ-likeness, okay? And Pastor Danny came up with an acrostics of Christ. C stands for conquest over sin and trials. When you are enjoying Christ-likeness, you tend to have the power within you to conquer sin. And you are able to, to enjoy even if you go through trials in life. And then hope and despair, we talked about sin. Sin is an ugly thing. But you know what? On the other hand, sin is pleasurable. Sin is nice. Why? Because people do it. And since it looks nice, it looks enticing, it's difficult to stop it. We are hopeless. We are hopeless. We're doomed to death. We're doomed to hell. But because of Christ, we cannot be in despair. Why? Because we have the hope that is anchored in Jesus Christ. Amen. And then, Pastor Insong talked about rejoicing and not defeated. And, and he mentioned that there are three three joy robbers. What, what are those three joy robbers? Sin, sour relationship, sour relationship? Selfishness. selfishness. Okay? Alam pala ninyo, so mamaya meron din kayong gift card. May card pa sa labas yung CCF business card. Okay. And then, last Sunday, Pastor Danny talked about inspiration and not discouragement. As Christians, as we live a Christ life like. We have to be an inspiration or we are an inspiration to others so that they too will look for the person or, or they, will, they will ask about Jesus Christ and, and not be discouraged because of our lifestyle. Amen? Let me drink. I'm glad Coca-Cola came up with smart water. It makes me smart. This morning, we're going to talk about S. Actually, when Pastor Insong told me to share letter S, Sabi ko, Pastor in Song, what's S? Sabi niya bahala ka na? Then I texted him back S is for sumpong and Sungit. it. Okay, yung pala hindi. S is for success, not a wasted life. You know, there are people, I don't know if you know some people, or you're one of them. Sometimes we think that our lives have been wasted. I felt before that my life has been wasted. Why? Because I went into drugs. I went into things that are not appropriate for for me. But you know, God in His mercy, God in His grace, has picked me up from darkness and moved me into light. So once we are in Christ, once we are a new creature our lives even though we have dark background God is going to turn it around into something good. Amen. You know we have different definition of success. Some of the students they define success as getting straight 75 no straight A's. Okay? Some people equate success to money. Some people equate success to professional, professional growth. Some equate to success as having a big house, traveling across the world. We have different kinds, or we have different definitions of success. But I submit to you this morning, success as what my, as uh, what Matthew Barnett said in his book, God's Dream for You. Success is where you are in God's calling. Once you are in the center of God's will, that is success. You may not have the money like Bill Gates have. You may not have a beautiful car like Pastor Danny. (laughs) What is important is we are in the center of God's will and purpose for our lives. Amen? Amen? Okay, look to the person next to you and wake him up. So success we have different definition of success but if you are in the center of God's will i would say you are successful let's read romans chapter 8 verses 28 to 30 and i'd like to invite everybody to please stand okay all together and we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. For those God foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his Son, that he might be the firstborn among the brethren sisters. And those who predestined, also called, those he called, he also justified. Those he justified, he also glorified. Father, we come to you in the name of Jesus. We thank you for the freedom that we have to worship you and gather, Lord, in your name. Father, you said in your words that where two or three are gathered in your name, you are in their midst. And we know that your presence is here this morning, and we welcome you, Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, I ask that you enlighten our minds. Give us open hearts so that we will be receptive to your words and make our hearts become good soil so that every seed that will be planted in our hearts would grow and will bear fruit. Father, thank you for your goodness and faithfulness to us, Lord. And Father, we lift up to you this nation. Father, this is our home. You have brought us here for a reason lord i pray that righteousness will once again prevail in this country i ask dear father god that you will enlighten our leaders from the president down to the lowest official in our respective cities lord we know that apart from you this nation is nothing it is only by your grace that's holding this nation together. And thank you, Father, for your grace that is so abundant in this land. And Lord, we remember, Lord, all our kababayans, Lord, Lord, who are here. Some of them are in despair. Some of them are enjoying the bounty of America. But some of them are not. I pray, Father God, that you will reach out to them. Let them feel your love. Let them feel that you are a God who is still in control of this nation and in control of their lives. And Father, we also remember our country. Lord, there's so much corruption in the Philippines right now. And I pray, Father God, that your righteousness will start to expose this corruption, Lord. And I pray, Father God, that Christians in our nation would rise up because we know that apart from changed hearts, Lord, corruption will continue to flourish in our country. Lord, thank you for blessing our nation, our land. I pray even, Lord God, for our president there for Noynoy Aquino and to the last official in our barangay. I pray, Father God, that you will open their eyes so that they will see the things that they need to do and not look on money and not look on material things. And I pray, Father, that... You would open opportunities for them to get to know you as their personal Lord and Savior. And Father, you said in your words that we are to pray for Israel. We are are to pray for the peace of Israel. And Father God, this morning, I pray for peace in that nation. I pray, Lord God, that you will continuously bless and protect Israel. Lord, they are a chosen nation. They are your chosen people. Thank you, Father God, and we speak blessings to Israel. We speak blessings to Israel, and I pray, Lord God, that, Lord, many people will get to know you as their Messiah. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Okay, you may be seated. You know, Romans 8.28 is one of the most used and abused verse in the Bible. You hear a lot of Christians, and probably I'm one of them before, who just quote it partially. All things work together for good. That's it. But as we read earlier, there are different segments or collatelias or things that we need to understand as far as Romans 8.28 is concerned. Allow me to dissect in detail what is Romans 8.28. Is that okay with you? Okay. So, verse 28, it says, And we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. The first key word that I'd like you to pay attention to is the word, or the words, all things. What does all things mean? Everything. 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 You know, you know, one of the things that I like with God is that God is very concerned of every detail in your life. Be it your professional life, be it your family life, be it your love life, be it your sex life, oh, mga bata children Every aspect of your life, God is interested. So if you are sick, don't you think that God is interested in that? If you are downhearted, don't you think that God is interested in that? If you are going through some difficulties in life right now, don't you think that God is interested in you? God is interested in every detail or aspect of our lives. We cannot say that God has abandoned me, God has forgotten me. No. He cares for you. He is really very interested in you. Amen? Yeah. The second phrase or keywords that I want us to look at is God works. You know, there's a saying in the Philippines God helps the, those who help themselves. Right? But you know, that is a lie from hell. Because God will never help those who help themselves. If we want God to be glorified in our lives, let God do the working. Let God do the working. The problem is, we think that we are helping God when we do something. No. Why? Because God loves us no matter what we are. No matter who you are, whatever your background in life is, Be it dark, blue, gray, whatever it is. God is working in our lives. Amen? Amen. The third one is those who love Him who have been called. For this verse to work, it is important that we have a relationship with our Lord Jesus Christ. If you look at the word have been called, what is have been called? God has called everybody. However, only few people has responded positively. We need to respond positively to God's calling. In other words, when we accepted the Lord Jesus Christ as our personal Lord and Savior, that was our positive response. And because of that positive response, we have established, or God has covenanted with us, a personal relationship with His Son. In 1 Peter chapter 2 verse 9 it says but you are a chosen priesthood a chosen people a royal priesthood a holy nation God's special possession that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into the wonderful light We were once in darkness and when God called us he pulled us out of darkness and moved us into light we were once sinners. God forgave us. He called us out and has forgiven all our sins, past, present, and future. No matter what our experiences are, God has moved us from darkness and to light. Say that to your neighbor. God has moved you from darkness into light. Amen? So God has called us. Why? Because the ultimate purpose of the Lord is for is for mankind to be saved. From time immemorial, when man was separated from God, you know, God never changed. God can never tolerate sin. With God, it is cast in stone. However, because he loves you and me, he has planned salvation so that we will, not, we will have eternal life. So from time immemorial, the purpose of God for mankind is to be saved. From time immemorial, God wants you in his kingdom. That is the plan of God. And the reason why God saved us from darkness into light because he wants us to be his representative here on earth to carry on that purpose so that people will get to know Jesus as their lord and savior amen god for you Jeremiah chapter 1 verse 5 says that before you were formed in your mother's womb he has already known you. Before you were born he has already appointed you to be a prophet to the nations. Prophets are not only those people who says thus saith the Lord, but prophets are those who declare the word of the Lord. Prophets are those who share the word of the Lord to people who are dying. Prophets are those who pray for people who are sick. Prophets are those who the Lord is using as his mouthpiece. So I believe in my heart that God has called each and every one of us to be a prophet to this nation. We are called to be a prophet to our families. We are called to be a prophet to our relatives. We are called to be a prophet to our office mates, friends, Barcadas and friends. Are you a prophet to them? Turn the person next to you and say, Wake up. The next word is predestined. I remember when I was still working for a company called San Miguel back in the Philippines. We were the ones who initiated the concept of pre-selling. Pre-selling. Or probably you've heard the word pre-book. Or pre-selling a townhouse. What is pre-selling? You already sold the product even before the product was built. Okay. Pre-selling is, bayad mo na, you pay first before and then they manufacture the product. And then the following day or on an agreed time, they delivered the product to you. Even before we were born, God has already predestined us. God has a destiny for you. Amen. Thank you. you pagsalita sumasagot. Amen. God has already predestined you. But you know, God has the ability to change everything except one. He cannot change your will or your decision. At the end of the day, it is us who will decide, Yes, Lord, I want the destiny that you have given me. And if you accept that destiny that God has given you, it is yours. That's why God has predestined you into something. Amen? Amen. In Jeremiah chapter 29, it says, For I know the plans that I have for you, saith the Lord. Plans to what? Prosper you. To give you a hope and a future. That is the destiny that God wants us to enjoy. Conformed to the image of His Son. I was asking the Lord, Lord, why do you want us to conform to the image of your son? And God spoke to me, said there are two reasons. From time immemorial, when I created men, I created them in my image and in my likeness. But because of sin, that image was distorted. But because of disobedience, that image was destroyed. And you were not in my image when I picked you up but when you receive me as my personal Lord and Savior it is my will it is my purpose it is your destiny to conform into the image of my Son and Lord why do I need to do that? you know what? the very reason why God wants us to live a Christ life like not to brag not to be good so that God will love us? No, because whether you're a sinner or not, God loves you. Okay, no matter how dirty your sin is, God loves you very much. Okay, but why is that Lord? You know what He told me? The reason why I want you to live a Christ-like life is so that people will know that there is a God. There is a God who can change lives. You know, it's a miracle that God changed my life. And it's a miracle that God changed your life. A changed life is not a result of religion. A changed life is not a result of your family background. A changed life is not a result of education. A changed life is a result of Christ. Amen? And apart from Christ, we will still remain the same. Amen? Am I communicating? Or you want me to start from the beginning? So that was the introduction, and let's go to the main topic, which is actually success. Success, not a wasted life. This morning, I'm going to introduce you to a Bible character. Uh you know Joseph Kyok, right? Yeah, Joseph Kyok, no. He's not a Bible character. But a person named Joseph. Joseph is is, you know, is an old testament Bible character. You know, I really enjoy this life. Uh Sarah is there not to accompany me. I will not sing anyway. Okay. But uh I'd like to tell you a story about Joseph. I've been so blessed with the life of Joseph and I hope you guys will too. One of Jacob's sons was called Joseph. He was 17 years old. He was favored by his father and was given a coat of many colors. Jacob loved Joseph more than others, but his brothers hated him so much. One night, Joseph had a dream. Joseph's sheet of corn stood up and his brother's sheaves bowed down to it. When Joseph told his brothers, they became very angry. In another dream, the sun, moon, and eleven stars bowed down to Joseph. This time, he told his brothers and his father who also became angry at him. The brothers traveled with the sheep to find good pasture. Israel, or Jacob, asked Joseph to visit his brothers. Eventually, he found them. When the brothers saw Joseph, they said, Look, it's the dreamer. Let's kill him. No, Reuben said, Don't kill him. Put him in the well and leave him. They planned to cover Joseph's coat with blood and say that he had been killed by a wild beast. Then they put him down on an empty well. Soon, merchants came from Mesopotamia by traveling to Egypt. Why don't we sell him? So they agreed a price, 20 shekels of silver, and the deal was done. Then they bought the blood-stained coat to their father. My son has been killed by some wild beast, cried Israel. Joseph arrived in Egypt and was taken to the slave market. He was purchased by a very important man called Potiphar. Joseph was taken to Potiphar's home where he became a servant. As time passed, Potiphar put Joseph in charge of his whole household. Joseph was very handsome like Pastor Danny and refused the advances of Potiphar's wife saying, my master trusts me. One day, Potiphar's wife accused Joseph of attacking her. Joseph was taken to prison. In prison, the pharaoh's butler and baker both had dreams. The butler saw a vine with three branches and three clusters of grapes. The Jews ran into a cup and he handed the cup to Pharaoh. Joseph said, The three branches are three days. Then you will be restored to your position as butler. And that is exactly what happened. The baker said, In my dream, I had three baskets and the birds ate the cakes from the top of the baskets, Joseph replied the three baskets are three days and in three days time the Pharaoh will hang you from a tree and it happened as Joseph said one night the Pharaoh had a dream he saw seven fat healthy cows then he saw seven thin cows and the thin cows ate the fat cows but the thin cows remained thin. The fairy also saw seven good ears of corn and seventeen ears of corn, and the seventeen ones swallowed the seven good ones, but still the thin ears remained thin. The Pharaoh's magician and wise man couldn't interpret the dream, but the butler remembered Joseph. So the Pharaoh explained the dream. Joseph responded, There are to be seven years of plenty, then seven years of famine. You must store one-fifth of all the produce during the first seven years to sell to the people during the famine. The Pharaoh made Joseph the prime minister of Egypt next to him. And Joseph stored grains for the next seven years. When the famine began, Joseph sold grain to the people. Israel sent 10 of his sons to Egypt to buy grain. The brothers arrived in Egypt and they bowed to Joseph. Joseph recognized them. Joseph had the brothers arrested for spying and through an interpreter said, I have decided to let you go except one. He will remain here until you return with your brother. As the brothers talked, Joseph wept as he understood every word. When the brothers told their father they wouldn't let Benjamin go, Israel said, Joseph is dead. Simeon was arrested. If Benjamin is taken, I'll die. But the famine continued. So Israel said, Take Benjamin with you and buy some more corn. When the brothers arrived, they were taken to Joseph's palace where they were invited to a huge banquet. Joseph arranged for a silver cup to be hidden in Benjamin's sack. When the brothers left the Egyptian guard, searched them and found the cup. So they were arrested and interrogated. Then Joseph spoke in his language. I am Joseph, your brother, whom you sold As a slave. When Pharaoh heard of this, he invited the whole family to Egypt. So the brothers went home and told their father. So it was that the whole family traveled to Egypt. The brothers thought he would seek revenge, but Joseph forgave them, saying, What you planned for evil, God used for good. Joseph. Joseph had all the reason to be bitter with God. He had all the reason to be angry with God. He has not done his brothers wrong, and yet his brothers, his siblings, sold him to slavery. And when he was in Egypt, he was handsome like me. So Potiphar's wife got so attracted to him that he wanted to lie down with Joseph. But Joseph who feared God, said, I cannot do such a thing. And after that, they threw Joseph in prison. He has the right to be angry at God. He has the right to be bitter. But he did not. What happened? Joseph exhibited a Christ-like life. In the Old Testament, Jesus Christ was not yet revealed as Jesus Christ. That is why in the book that I'm going to share with you, in Genesis chapter 37 down to 49, it doesn't talk about Christ-likeness, but it talked about God was with Joseph. And let me share a few points this morning. It says in Exodus chapter 39, verse 2 The Lord was with Joseph, and what? He was successful. And he was in the house of his master, the Egyptian. Who among you here wants to be successful in life? I want to be successful. And God declares in His word that He wants you to be above and not beneath. He wants you to be the head and not the tail. He wants you to be prosperous. He wants you to be in health. But Brother Reg, it's not happening to me. We will find out later. But in the case of Joseph, he was living a Christ life like the Lord was with him. And the Bible says he was successful Amen. Amen. Second verse. And his master saw that the Lord was with him. Living a Christ life like, if you have it, if you're living a Christ life like, evidence or proof will come out of you. People will notice that you are a Christian. People will notice that there is a different spirit in you. You are not a big joker Because the Spirit of God is in you. And even in the book of Daniel, it describes as Daniel as having an excellent spirit. That is why he prospered even in the land of Egypt. You know, we are here in America. We're not real Americans. We're immigrants here. But the Bible promised, wherever you go, you will be blessed. Deuteronomy chapter 28 declares that you will be blessed going in, you will be blessed going out. And in Joshua, it declares that every place that the sole of your feet will tread upon, I will give it to you. Meaning wherever you go, whether you are in China, whether you are in America, whether you are in Los Angeles, whether you are in the Philippines, if you live a Christ life life, God is going to bless you. And again, I'd like to put some balance. Blessing is not equated only with money. Because many Christians only equates prosperity or blessings with money. No, it is not. Whether you have money or you don't have money, Apostle Paul said, I have experienced being there and I've experienced a base. I am contented with my life. That in itself is success. That in itself is blessing. Amen? Amen? Third verse: So Joseph found favor in his sight and served him. Then he made him overseer of his house, and all that he had put under his authority. When you live a Christ life like, you will find favor with the people around you. You will find favor from your boss. You will find favor from the people in the streets. You will find favor from, the, from your relatives. You will be a favored person. Why are you so silent? Can you wake up the person next to you and say, he's preaching. Okay? Okay. When you live a Christ life like you will be blessed you will be favored and the problem is you no know, a lot of Christians are not favored why because they are just like an ordinary person in the world and yet God has predestined you that you will be favored amen, amen. so it was from the time that he had him overseer to his house and all that he had, that the Lord blessed the Egyptian's house for Joseph's sake. And the blessing on the, of the Lord was on all he had in the house and in the field. This is very exciting. When you have the presence of God in your life, when you are living a Christ life like, people around you will also be blessed. Are you not excited? Man, I'm excited. People will be blessed for your sake. People will see, Oh, kakaiba, there's something different in you. And they will be blessed because of your presence. Amen? But the Lord was with Joseph and showed him mercy, and he gave him favor in the sight of the keeper of the prison. Imagine, Joseph is a prisoner, and in the dungeon, the Lord was still blessing him. The Lord was still blessing him. Probably you are not a boss at the moment probably you are the lowest clerk in your office but the Lord is going to bless you. Amen. If you are a boss the Lord is going to bless you. If you don't have any work God still is going to bless you. Amen. Are you not excited. I'm, I'm excited. When I was preparing this message you know I was I was crying. I was you know, I started preparing this message last Monday. Sabi ko, I'm off last Monday, so I said I'm going to prepare this message. But you know, the devil doesn't want me to deliver this message. I was derailed last Monday. I saw things in the house, started to clean the house, until, you know, it was five o'clock in the afternoon. And all I did was read Romans 8:28. And then, been working all week, And then yesterday, we had an accountability meeting with Pastor Danny. Pastor Danny said, are you okay? Yeah, I'm okay. And last night when I went home, that's where I really prepared this message. But the devil wants me to sleep. Because he does not want me to deliver this message. Because God wants you to be in bondage. God wants you to think that to be poor is a Christian virtue that is a lie from the very pit of hell. That is a lie from the very pit of hell. Because what? As we enjoy our Christ-likeness, God is going to bless you. As we enjoy our our Christ-likeness, whatever situation we are in right now, God is going to turn that around. Now, in the life of Joseph, I just also wanted to to make a balance on this one. When Joseph shared, when he was young, when he was 17 years old, shared his dream to his brothers and sisters. You know, God gave him that dream. God showed him what's his destiny going to be. But apparently, Joseph was cocky. He was proud. He was full of himself. God hates or resists the proud. But he gives grace to the humble. If you are proud, I can do it. God, I don't need you. If you are proud, it is me, it is me, it is me. Just like what Pastor Insong shared last week. The new integrity or the new uh, album that's coming out. I adore me. I'd like to add to that. You know when we go to heaven, we will put our crowns at the feet of Jesus and we'll say, Holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty and me. No. God resists the proud. But he gives grace to the humble. And as we live a Christ life like, we exemplify humility in our lives. What happened? God is going to shower us with his grace. Whether you like it or not, that is God's promise. Amen. Okay, let's move on. And the keeper of the prison committed to Joseph's hand all pre- the prisoners who were in the prison. Whatever they did there, it was his doing. So whether you're in the palace, whether you're in the dungeon, wherever you are, you will always find favor, favor with God and the people around you. The keeper of the prison did not look into anything that was under Joseph's authority. Because what? Because the Lord was with him. And whatever he did, the Lord what? Made it prosper. prosper. God is, is blessing Joseph. God has blessed his basket in short god is going to bless the blessing i believe with all my heart that as we enjoy christ likeness god is going to bless the blessing but now do not therefore be grieved or angry with yourself you sold me here For God sent me before you to preserve life. When his brothers came to Joseph, Joseph was not angry. You meant it for evil, but God meant it something good. You think that your life is already wasted, but God is not wasting any experience that you have in life. God is going to use those experiences for you to be able to reach out, for you to be able to disciple other people who are experiencing the same, in the same situation that you are right now. Why? Because God's purpose is for mankind to be saved. Amen? Amen. And as we enjoy our Christ likeness, all things will work together for good to those who love Him and are called according to His purpose. If you don't love God, if you are not enjoying your Christ-likeness, that will not happen. You will just waste your life. You will just waste your life. Probably some of you here has wasted half of your life. It's not too late. Because our God is a God of second chances. Our God is a God of third chances. God will always open chances for us, for us to get back to Him, and for us to live a Christ life like, because he wants you to be successful. Amen? Amen? Success, not wasted life. Many times we make wrong choices in life. I've made a lot of wrong choices in life. I think the only, aside from accepting the Lord as my personal Lord and Savior, the only good choice that I made was marrying my wife. (laughs) (laughs) Bogey points. (laughs) But you know, kidding aside, if you look back, in your life you will see that we have a lot of unfruitful and unproductive years that's what you think but god is going to use those experiences he will turn our situation around he will change us likeness is impossible but why are we talking about Christ likeness? Because it becomes possible if we we'll allow ourselves to be led by the Holy Spirit. Apart from the Holy Spirit, we cannot do anything. You know, I'd like to read this in Philippians chapter 2 verse 12. Nabasa ba? This is in the message translation. What I'm getting at, friends, is that you should simply keep on doing what you've been doing from the beginning when I was living among you. You live in responsive obedience. Apostle Paul was saying, now that I'm separated from you, keep it up. Better yet, redouble your efforts. Be energetic in your life of salvation. Reverend. Reverend? Sensitive before God. In some translation, work out your salvation with fear and trembling. Kita brother Reg, I will have to work out. Okay, let's continue to the next verse. The energy is God's energy. An energy deep within you. God Himself willing and working at you will give Him the most pleasure. In some translation for it is god who is at work in you both to do and to will you know when you are in christ and you have said yes lord i'm going to follow you yes lord i'm going to be a christ follower yes lord i will live a christ life like god honors that and god is going to give you that will to move on god is going to give you that power to do it god is going to enable you Through the power of the Holy Spirit, not by you. Because us, we cannot do it. I cannot do it. If I say yes now, later on, I will sin again. But it is the Holy Spirit inside of us that will even give us the will. It's exciting, isn't it? It is impossible to be Christ like. But since God wants us to be Christ-like, He enables us to be Christ-like. It is not us working, it is from within, the power from within going out. To be Christ-like is from within and working out. It is manifested out. Amen? You know, success is just a byproduct of Christ likeness. There are a lot of byproducts if we are enjoying Christ likeness. We've learned about having hope, we've learned about having joy. We become an inspiration to others. Okay? You know, if we enjoy a Christ likeness, man, man, you will not regret it. Amen? You know, I I have a small clip to show. This is not really directly about, you know, Christ-likeness. But my daughter showed it to me last night when she got home from work. And I was touched by it. I don't know if this guy is a Christian. But you know, this guy showed some form of Christ-likeness. At first, it was things are not good, but eventually it turned out to be better for his son. Let's watch this one. I didn't like my father. Thank you, thank, you, thank you. He was poor and unsuccessful. Despite working harder than all my friends' fathers, I didn't think he was very smart. I've seen him as an inspiration. We are late for school. Oh, yeah, yeah, school. Sorry, i Here's your pocket money. Here's a bit of extra. Time to pay your taxes. Why are we not rich? Who says we are not rich? Being rich, is not about how much you have, but how much you give. Somehow, when you give, you'll be happier. I wasn't happy. I didn't want to be poor like my father when I grew up. I knew I wanted to be more successful than my father. Call me when you need more money. This year. Yeah, new job here. Maybe after New Year, we'll see. Yeah, I'm really busy now. Okay, bye. Mr Lin. I found this letter saying that I've been donating money to the community chest. That must be a mistake. I'll explain later. There's someone who would like to meet you. Come with me. Thank you for coming, Mr Lin. Well, your father has told us a lot about you, your father, he always makes us forget about our problems, and reminds us about our dreams and hopes. But the kids here, they all miss him, and he's the only one who can bring a smile on their faces there's this boy he was really depressed and he didn't go to school basically he's given out life but your father he read to this boy regularly this boy has now grown up to be a really useful person your father could have retired comfortably but he chose to continue working so he can help even more people he was a selfless man it's just that... It's just that he didn't tell anyone about his sickness. Mr so I've been trying to reach you. This is for you, in recognition of your donations. Yes, my name. But I didn't do it. So that he didn't want you to know. It's from you, it's from me. birthday, I will celebrate his life as he would have wanted it. I could almost hear him say, being rich is not about how much you have, but about how much you can give. The father lived a selfless life. He gave, he gave, he gave, he gave. He was thinking of others more important than himself. God the Father gave his best because God knows that you're very important. And as a result, he expects us to live a Christ life like so that we too can reach out to others. So that we too can be an inspiration to other people. To fulfill the great commission, go Therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Teaching them discipleship, to observe all that I have commanded you. And this is the promise of success and law. I am with you even to the end of the age. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word. Indeed, your words are powerful, sharper than to any edged sword, piercing, Lord God, even to the marrow of our bones. Father, I pray, Lord God, that what we have learned this morning will not just stay as head knowledge, but, Lord, they will really sink down in our hearts. We will be able to practice them I know, Father, that it's impossible for us to live a Christ-life like, to be, to be humble, to live a selfless humility. But Lord, by the power of your Holy Spirit that is within us, Lord, we are able to do it. For you said in your words that I can do all things through Christ who gives me the strength. And I pray for each and every person here this morning. Father, you know our hearts. You know where we came from. You know our background. You know the situation that we're in right now. Some of us may be in, in some sort of trouble. But Lord God, you are able to change our situation around if we continue to live a Christ life like. Help us, Lord, to be mindful always of your presence in our lives and that people will see your presence, people will see Christ-likeness in our lives. And if you are here for the first time this morning and you still don't know about who this Jesus is, I'd like to invite you to this short prayer. Lord Jesus, I humbly come to you this morning. Please forgive me of all of my sins. And I accept you as my personal Lord and Savior. In Jesus' name, amen.